podcast. Uh, in this episode, we are here in Cleveland, Tennessee for the General Assembly. Now, this is the 20th annual General Assembly. We're so excited to be here. This has been in the making for months, and I tell you, months. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So tonight is Wednesday night, and we started service off with a bang, but let's go back to Tuesday evening. Uh, at 630, we started we had Brother Henry Rodriguez uh, bring us a word about how the Lord inhabits our praise. The Lord is walking among us as we praise his name. A good word. And then I preached on preaching the word. You must preach the word, preach the truth. And so at the General Assembly, that's what all this is about. It's about preaching the word. Anyways, my name is Samuel Farrell. That was just a little snippet before we get into the big <laughs> episode. My name is Samuel Farrell. I am a local evangelist for Crossville, Tennessee, and I have two guests with me today. My name is uh, Brother Alan Thompson. I'm the uh, International Youth Director and um, I'm Associate Pastor and at our church in Amory, Mississippi. Hey, my name is Brother Nathan Bonilla. I'm the uh, pastor here in Cleveland, Tennessee. And uh, helping out with the media this year. That's wonderful. Uh, we're glad to have both of these on here today. And uh, let's just jump back into it to where we left off. Uh, we had Fre <laughs> Brother Freddy Garcia from Nicaragua uh, bring us a message again uh, from the Lord. And then we had the California Praise Team um, sing. And we had a wonderful time in the spirit. We, had, we felt the, the hand of God over the whole service. It was wonderful. And then we had... Um, Brother Phillips, our presiding bishop, sort of opened up the service and um, announced that we are officially in business for the General Assembly. And then we had the uh, concert of prayers with all of the national overseers uh, all around the world. And then we had the ladies' ministries report. It's been a very good year so far with the um, ladies' retreats in multiple different areas. And then we had the media ministries outlook, which was by Brother Nathan Benia here. Now, Brother... Uh, what do you have to say about the media ministries for the upcoming year? Yeah, I'm so sorry people are probably looking at me, looking at my phone and stuff, but it's, I'm trying to send this feed to our, our general site, but um, what was your question again uh, about the outlook of media? So what is your, uh, I'd say, vision for this upcoming year in Zion Assembly's uh, media ministries? Yeah, so I think that one of the things that when we look at vision, I really wouldn't say my vision, but more, more of what what is the vision that has already been established in Zion mm. Assembly? Uh, yeah. First mm -hmm. of all, you know, uh, of course, to preach the gospel all over the world. Um, but I shared something that I think is very important. I shared it during the media outlook that um, media is being used today in such a capacity or such a way that um, the enemy is using it to grab a hold of our children at a very young age. Mm -hmm. So why not the church grab a hold of media today? Yes. Mm -hmm. And our, our vision this year, we are in a rebranding stage. So we're doing a four phase stage um, like we shared. Um, we're rebranding our websites. We're, we're making this more multilingual um, and we're doing this, what we're doing here mm -hmm. um, to have the youth working together with media ministries, to have the, the ladies ministries working together. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, people need to see through our media outlets that there's unity of purpose. And I think that unity of purpose is found when people can say anywhere you see on media, you see Zion Assembly, you automatically know that's Zion Assembly Church of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want people to to. Th that's the message we want to convey. You know, we preach the message of unity, but we also want that unity to be preached to our social media. Everything that we're doing, our videos, 
uh, our podcast and everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. I'm very happy to be here with you guys. Mm-hmm. Very. It, it was unexpected, um, but I'm very happy. And I think that this is this is amazing to have our international youth director to have the youth take a hold of this and to really run with this. This is the first year that this is done. But I, like my vision, I envision like ignited youth. Like you're walking into the assembly, there's a booth. Yes. United Youth and people know this is the youth is podcast. This is what we're doing. And just maybe an, even an ignited youth conference. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. Things God can do great things mm. when we're faithful to him. Yes. Exciting. We need to find a way to grasp the minds of the young people today. And uh, currently it's through media, it's through social media. And we need yes. to find a way that we can influence those who are part of the church and those outside of the church looking in. Brother Sam was going to say one more thing that's so funny. You know, we were doing an outlook and we were talking about analytics mm-hmm. and the different age demographics of those that are watching uh, social media, Zion Assembly, everything. 67 years and older. Yes. <laughs> took away the trophy this year. Can you imagine? And I remember hearing uh, years ago people saying, oh, social media, that's for young people. And now it's like 67 and older are glued into what we're doing <laughs> in the assembly. So it's, it's amazing to see that. Amazing, okay. amazing. 67 and older. Somehow people 67 and older with smartphones watching uh, media and content from Zion Assembly. But uh, we have, uh, after the Media Ministries Outlook, we had Brother Lanny Carter mm. uh, come in with the Voice of Zion boost. The Voice of Zion is very important. The three keys within these uh, with podcast is teach encourage and unify yes and one of the most important which all of them are important really but one that stuck out to me is encourage you know we brought up philippians 4 and 8 in the pilot episode you know whatever things are true honest uh just whatever things are pure think on these things and so with the voice of zion that is the importance of it it is to help bring forth news about the church and about the ministry to help encourage others. And so that's a very important thing that Brother Lanny brought out with the Voice of Zion Boost. So then we had praise reports. Uh, Brother Yomi Kunle from Nigeria gave a report of all the many mem- uh, ministers across multiple countries uh, within Africa and uh, within Nigeria specifically. That's where he is location. Mm-hmm. And then we had... Um, well, hang on one second. I want to go back and just go, mm-hmm. you know, Pete Seri was supposed to be on program, but he was involved in that really bad auto auto accident mm-hmm. so i just want to say to pete man we miss you at assembly um it's it's just not the same with you not being here um but we know we're praying for you and we're hoping that you have a speedy recovery i know your church loves you um and we're we're just we just want you to know that we miss you and you're not forgotten just in case because I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to watch this but uh pete's pretty dear to my heart i actually saved him on my phone one time as pete scary <laughs> he's nowhere near a scary person but i had it in there forever so that's been our running joke pete scary but pete we're praying for you man we miss you just keep that in mind we just want to i don't want to gloss over you on this yeah. but we do miss you brother you know, yes brother, you're talking about brother pete i was expecting you know to see brother pete he may not know this but i remember uh boy i was super i was like 13 or 12 years old and i remember him in rialto church if i'm not mistaken or or in california somewhere when he started in the things of the Lord and now to see where brother Pete is at in preaching and everything mm-hmm. and how God delivered him from this accident. Um, but yeah, man, it, it's, it's amazing. Not just him to see a, a lot of people that 
I grew up with in California, Brother Miguel Garcia Jr. Yes. Uh, shout out to Brother Miguel Jr. You know? We love you too, brother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's beautiful, but to be in, in God's house and to be in this assembly is, is wonderful. Yeah, one of those crazy stories. Um, there, there was a time where I, I actually had a, a bad run in with the Lord. And it, it really was, it was strange. It's because I really, I really wanted the Holy Spirit. This is really weird because this is the mindset where the devil will take you sometimes. It's that I really wanted the Holy Spirit. And I believe wholeheartedly if I came to the assembly and went through the prayer line, I would get it. Mm-hmm. And I went through the prayer line like four times. <laughs> and I mean, I went through and went through and went through. And at that point in time, I was like, you know, I'm done. You know, what I mean? I, but it was Brother Miguel Sr. Oh, wow. who sat me down. I didn't even know the man. I didn't know who he was. Um, I had no idea, never even heard of him. And he sat down and talked to me and actually encouraged me. And so it was one of those things where looking back on it, um, the assembly is, is, is a great place of understanding, but it really is the threshing floor. You get, you get an opportunity mm-hmm. to kind of understand and see where you're wrong or if you're right. And that's the beautiful thing about assembly is the threshing floor will remove those bad mindset and that poor spirit and bring forth good spirit and good fruits. Did you get the Holy Ghost though? No. Okay. So, but he encouraged, he encouraged, he he said, you know, the Holy spirit only comes, you don't get to dictate to God when you get the Holy spirit, God will dictate that you better just walk the road um, that you're supposed to, and you're supposed to obey God the way you're supposed to, and God will bless you. And he did in my house, listen to, um, days of Elijah. And I was just singing days of Elijah. And I got into, uh, the presence of the Lord and the Holy spirit fell. Mm. And so I look back on it and, you know, for people that are seeking after the Holy ghost or uh, they're looking for these blessings and all, you know, sometimes the answer is no, but that doesn't mean God says no. It just means not today, mm. not right now. I don't, want, I don't want to get off topic, but you're talking about Brother Garcia Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my personal testimony um, about 20 years ago. He, I was at a men's retreat in our former fellowship, and he got up there and he started singing All Fly Away. And when he would sing, mm. he'd get into it. Yes. And and all of a sudden, you know, they had an old old school church march. Somebody got a flag <laughs> around. And... and, and they passed by me and I said, I'll run with you. And I ran right behind them. And then I remember doing uh, turning around. And as I was coming back to the altar, uh, I got baptized with the Holy Ghost. And I went around all these cameras and never hit nothing. <laughs> never. And uh, I'll never forget that because it was Brother Garcia Sr. who was, God used him that night. And God's power just fell mm. in that place. And it was amazing. So, so for you to bring that up again, it's just amazing. To, and shout out to Brother senior too but yeah see a senior out there we miss you too brother yes yes <laughs> all right let's get back on yeah sorry there's a lot <laughs> there's a lot of people at this assembly i know that there's many to come within the next couple of days but we miss all of you if you're not able to make it we miss all of you the live streams are going on the uh main account and then there will be recaps mm-hmm. through this account but uh after that um after Brother Yomi Adekunle gave a praise report for uh, Nigeria and all the ministers there, uh, Brother Ricky Graves preached a message on I am not ashamed of the gospel. That was a good message. Very good message. Uh, he he gave a story. He said that he was in class and he hated public speaking. He said he was one of the most stubborn kids. He wouldn't even write. Uh, he, I think he said he wouldn't even write a book report because he knew that he would have to stand up and uh speak it. He was afraid. But when it came uh, to the gospel, his teacher gave him a book, a 
about Jesus. And uh, he just felt led to go and speak the name of Jesus in that classroom. Mm. And then after that, his teacher invited him again. Hey, after lunch, come back and talk more about what you were talking about. But he, uh, his main focus with this was we cannot be ashamed. We must yeah. preach the gospel. And he mentioned uh, we must not preach a gospel prosperity, but we must preach the gospel, yes. the gospel that Jesus uh, gave to us. Y'all have anything to add with that? I loved his analogy for gospel. You remember that? He, it was God's only Son promises eternal life. I thought mm. that was I thought that was a, an excellent look at that. I even took that because he said, you know, it you know in gospel the first part of it is go. And then I, I'm not done with it, but I was like, if you go, it, talking about leading those to the Lord, I, I looked at it as go, S is in share, P is uh, proclaim, E is excel, and L is lead. You know, at some point in time, we're going to have to excel in our leadership in declaring the good news, and we're going to have to share um, and proclaim. Share and proclaim are not the same word. They're, they're two different actions. And so mm -hmm. I, I thought his message was like spot on. And I loved his analogy, too, that you're never too old to to proclaim the good news. And, mm -hmm. you know, and I thought that was good is that if you still have life, you can have the ability to proclaim the good news. You know, Brother Thompson, the, um, I think, and I noticed that today in this session with Brother uh, Phillips talking with his message, mm. things that he was saying that no ordinary preacher would get up in the pulpit and say it today because they, they would be scared to offend people. Mm. And then you have Paul had given a, a, a such a declaration. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Yes. And then he tells you what gospel of Jesus Christ. And, and if we were to go back in history, we'll notice that when Paul is declaring that that was an open, an open declaration of war against Caesar. Yes. Because at that time, there was this thing called the gospel of Caesar also being published. Mm -hmm. And and they were publishing mm, the gospel. But, right. but Paul comes in and he says, no. He said, I'm declaring to you the gospel of Jesus Christ. In other words, it was an open declaration against Caesar, against popular culture, again, and he was willing to die for it. Yes. And so you have this, our brother preaching yesterday. You have the bishop preaching today, and they're saying things that, People today wouldn't say in the pulpit because they would be scared to say it. Mm. <laughs> yes. It's, an, it, it, it's Yeah, it just amazes me. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow. And what he's talking about with Caesar, there's so many correlations with Jesus and uh, Caesar. There's a lot of um, prophecies of Caesar, things like that, and about how Caesar was going to be this great warrior, but Caesar did not die for that cause. Yeah. Jesus yeah. died for his gospel and for the true gospel. And that's what we took away from that message. Powerful message. If you have the time, I recommend that you go to the live stream and watch that message. Very powerful. <laughs> I was just like, you know, I mean, Caesar didn't even die for the gospel, but I'm going to be honest with you. Caesar salad is the worst. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is the worst. <laughs> so, I mean, the gospel is horrible of Caesar and the salad. I'm just going there. Well, we're gonna have to discuss yeah. this off air, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this morning, um, we had the dedication of the library and the archives. Wonderful library, uh, wonderful time in the Lord. We had worship and uh, 
it was just a good time in the Lord. I, I, just, I want to say something. Mm-hmm. I want to say something. That library and archive is the best I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. No um, doubt. Not just the design assembly. You heard uh, David, I believe David Robach, Dr. David mm-hmm. Robach, he was here, historian, he was saying this, this is going to be a place where students will come and study and, and prepare themselves with history, not just Church of God history, Pentecostal history. Yep. And, yep. Well, I think it was like over 10,000 materials or books that Brother Phillips donated. But you go in there, it's amazing mm-hmm. to see to see all that. And to know that it's it's located here in Cleveland, Tennessee. So anybody that's watching, and it's free. You come and you study here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's, it's that room is amazing. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Did didn't Brother Philip say that uh, someone came to do a study on the Bahamas, and there was yeah. more there was more information here than in the Bahamas <laughs> about the Church of God's history? I thought that was pretty uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, um, I forgot brother what's his name, but he he was he came and he's doing his um, his doctor's degree, but he's doing history on the Bahamas. And I think he wrote a book also on the history of the Bahamas. Brass, Brass man. man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. But to come here from another country to get information on his own <laughs> on history, history. His own country, it, it's <laughs> amazing. And if you were to come in here too, like even for, for, for the Hispanic community, you go in there and there's pictures of uh, Gabriel, Gabriel Montico, who was the first Spanish uh, translator and interpreter in the church of God. Really? Hmm. Back in the 1940s. And a lot of the BTI books, the old Bible training books, he he was the one that translated them. So there's I original see. pictures in this library and writings of this man. Wow. In there. So that is just amazing. That's pretty cool. That. Yeah. That's wow. Cool. Yes. Um, I've not taken the time to walk through the library, but just simply walking through the door and looking at all the books, it's it's breathtaking. It is. Yes. It's amazing. But uh, that happened this morning. And then Wednesday evening, we had the, the Crossville Church do uh, music and worship. And then we had um, uh, the presiding bishop, Brother uh, Phillips, give a report. Very busy year. Yes. This has been a very busy year in working with the Lord. I think he said he traveled to nine different states. Nine states. Yeah. Nine different states. What was it, like 300 or 500 correspondence or letters in it? Mm-hmm. The detail to that. That was just letters. Yeah. I mean, it was just letters. I mean, 19,000 miles. I mean, uh, I mean, I can't imagine how many emails he returns or phone calls. But, yeah, that was amazing. Wow. And then um, we had the General Executive Council come up and give a report about the, the current year. Very busy year, once yes. again. And then the General uh, Treasurer's report. God has blessed us yes. greatly. Um God has blessed us greatly with our treasury, and he's blessed us with somebody to help take care of it and uh, lead in that aspect. And then after that, we had the Senior Ambassadors Program. Now, this was led by uh, Donna Pounders. Um, She is the director of the Senior Ambassadors. And this is one point that she, uh, she brought out. When we need to know that even though we feel alone, there is still hmm. power in the Word of God, and there is power in God. Y'all have anything to add about that? It's just amazing to me. I, I think that for the church to have a ministry for, I call it the golden age, mm-hmm. to have a ministry for that because um, it's a it's a part of life where a lot of people say you, you feel alone, people don't understand you no more. I think it's like what a teenager may go through too, also. Yeah. But you know, it's a lonely stage. But to have the church know the importance of that and to focus on that it's it's wonderful to see that 
mm-hmm. um, that they're important to the work of the church. Mm-hmm. But I think she made a good point. It's like, and I would encourage you, since I'm the international youth directors, well, I mean, if you got old, uh, you got bishops that have been in a church for a while, go ask questions. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these, you know, I have a bishop in our church and um, I, I have a notebook. I have a little um, notebook on my phone and notes where I, I, I write down all of his goofy sayings because they're, they're hilarious. But then I also put down, um, I have a little section that's dedicated just words of wisdom. And there, there's times where he'll bring up um, things that he went through. And then uh, when I was a pastor myself, I was able to kind of look at some of those notes and go back and go, yeah, man, I, I, he did say that. And it was it was good. I mean, I, I would challenge to you to take advantage of those uh, bishops that have been in a church for a long time because, I mean, they, they're trailblazers. I mean, they may, mm-hmm. they may look like they're tired and they're worn out, but these were individuals that, that basically paved the way so you could have the freedoms that you have in the church and the spirit right now. So I, I, uh, and, and, you know, sister Donna is a dear, she's like a mom to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I just, I respect her so much, but uh, she had great things to say, but I mean, uh, seriously, the senior ambassadors, it's not a dead art. Like once you're past 50, that there's, whoop, you can't be minister anymore. And I, I think, I don't think we should let, I mean, you're going to say that brother Danny Garcia is not, you know, he should just quit. I mean, I, the man will not quit. And so those are things should be drawing inspiration for youth. Um, so I, I'm excited about it. You know, uh, the, you see the way the assembly is also moving here, the emphasis on the importance of the elders. Mm. And of course, there's the, the respect in, of the elders and everything, but it goes back to what you're saying too. It's like the wisdom that our elders have and to put our, our trust in that wisdom and then mm. to also learn from that, you know, and, and to learn from that because what they they've gone through some things that we're going to face and we can we can learn from those things. Exactly what you were yep. saying, brother. And it goes back to the same thing. And you and I think that we're starting to notice that what Brother Phillips has been talking about, you know, the eldership, and the importance of it. And look what the Bible says, how they put their trust in the yeah. elders. That's the way I think that is 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 the way God may be leading in that way. Yeah. Wow. Uh, look, guys, the seniors in our church, are they are important. Uh, you may not be willing to admit it, but we always look up to those who are older than us. And uh, this was a message uh, to the seniors uh, to be a good example to the youth. But now I'll say this to the youth. You you have to look to the seniors as godly examples yes. in the church. They are the ones that have fought the fight. They have... Uh, they've not finished the race yet, but they are getting there and they have pushed and they have lived in it their whole life. And they are our examples. They are who we should look to, not, not this world, but they are the ones, the examples that we should look to. And so after the, uh, senior ambassadors program, we had brother Phillips, uh, bring the annual address section one of the annual address, the thunder from the mountain. He, I'm telling you right now. He brought he brought receipts. There's no doubt about it. He brought receipts. Uh, if you get a chance, you 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 need to rewind, play, and rewind and play, and make sure you understand. I, he said something. Uh, government is not something you love occasionally or choose the laws that you want to follow. We are not political or social government, but we are theocratic. Mm. That's 
There's a lot of stuff that he said on that. Yes. I, I think I, I got three pages of notes. Allow. I don't think yeah. we could do three sessions and probably still not hit it all. Yeah. I don't think the time would allow for us to do one live session and try to get through everything unless we play the, the video on here. Uh, let me just, let me just also say this one more quote. He says misuse of the government has caused many downfalls to individuals and churches. Hmm. And, and, and that is, that is so true. I mean, a lot of the people I've seen fall out with the Lord has come to the point where they don't want to come into the discipline of the church. Mm-hmm. It's, it, they are above discipline. Um, and I think that is, I think that is one of those things is the humbleness of the church is it's it's just a humbleness of yourself that you're part of something bigger than just yourself. You need to put yourself down and and really just put yourself down, take up the cross and and help the church grow instead of being one of those that are discontent, always finding faults. Let's just be honest. Not all leaders are going to do everything right. They're not going to, I mean, they're going to not, they're going to probably, they're, we're all fallible. But the thing is, is that if God has put them there, they may not have made the right decision right there, but it doesn't mean that God made the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. God puts people in place for reason. And we need to just submit to leadership, admit when we're wrong, take the encouragement and learn from it and grow from it so that the church can grow. But there's a yeah. lot of discontent that just hinders the church growing. Brother Phillips is right on that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, one of the things that stood out to me was what you were saying that and it's true. We we are in a, a, a worldwide apostasy now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're, we're to the point now where we even have to go back to the basics of the fundamentals of the faith. Yes. To teach people how to preach salvation. Yes. Why do we have our, our general assembly is it, it, proclaiming the mysteries of the gospel? Because a lot of people are not preaching the gospel the way it's supposed to be preached. Salvation. Just the, the basics. Um, and in, so that along with that, that this is the way I saw what he was saying, that that apostasy. And then you have the spirit that's rampant today of lawlessness. In other words, of of me, myself and I. Yes. So mm-hmm. then you see that it, it begins to creep in, into Christianity. And then what are people saying? Well, I don't need government. I don't need to submit. I don't need I, I don't need nobody to rule over me. Let me do whatever I want to do. That's, that's the Christianity we're living today. That's right. And you're right. A lot of people say, well, the Holy Spirit's the one that's governing me. Well, God has ordained these people to have govern, uh, to, to be the government over you. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to submit to your elders. Um, Brother A.J. Tomlinson brought out a point, and it says, if you're looking into the faults of your leaders, mm-hmm. uh, that just means that you're behind in the race and looking at the, play, in the, at the steps that they're missing. So you have got to press forward. We've got to run this race and not mm. look at each other's faults, but to pursue the same goal of bringing the message of the gospel to the whole world. Yeah, and I, and I think that's great that you said, you, you know, you mentioned that quote because, you know, some people will try to change that and say, well, even if I, even if I'm a, lead, a leader and I'm in sin, you got to still submit to me. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Then that's yep. the other extreme. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then, like it's just like what he was saying. We we are in between two extremes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then when you so, what is the goal? Is to stay in the balanced message, mm-hmm. to say what you were saying, brother. Humble yourselves and and follow our leaders as they follow Christ. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and you know God will God will reveal those that are in yeah. disco- discord. You know, one thing I wrote down is one cannot love the church and try to destroy it and its people. 
and it's chosen people. I'm sorry. So, I mean, I think it's one of those things where as a church, I mean, we can't, we can't sit there and go, well, I would be better at this than this person. No, it's just not your time. It's not to say that you you won't be the next youth leader or you won't be the next Sunday school teacher. It just means that God's saying, right now, I, I need you to learn more. I need you to humble yourself more. I need you to come in more of the unity of, uh, of the fellowship of the brethren. Um, maybe that is the reason why you're not there. Stop making it all about yourself. And if you don't get that position, don't turn down. Like like if, if by the end of this weekend, I'm no longer the youth director. Well, that doesn't mean I just throw my hands up and go, well, I guess, I guess I won't talk to youth anymore. I mean, that's, I mean, then, then that's, that's the thing is we cannot ask for positions and then do nothing with it. And I think that's what brother Phillips is saying. We, we need to, if you're appointed by headquarters, you're appointed by your church, you're appointed for a direction and a purpose, seize the purpose, seize the direction and help the church move forward. Yeah, mm. I, I see it this way. If the youth department succeeds, I succeed. That's a seat. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. And if I succeed, they succeed. That's right. We yeah. all win. Yeah, exactly. We all win. I mean, it doesn't, I don't really care if somebody else gets appointed and the youth grows a thousand percent. Man, praise the Lord. Yeah. I mean, that's then, you know, take, 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 take the position that you had and understand that you helped with that. Even though growth, yeah, praise the Lord. It's not one person. It's God that gives the increase. Yes. Just humble ourselves down just to go, you know what? Listen, I did my foundation. Did I leave it better than when I found it? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, then you can look at it. And if there's growth, you can look back and go, well, I watered mm -hmm. or I planted, you know? And Maybe God is using you to plant the seed so that somebody else can come along and water it. That's, that's it. I yeah. mean, but we, we got people that are just wanting to fight with one another over positions. And the thing is, it's like, look, just settle down. Look, look, you got people that are like, well, I was a better youth director than this person. No, you wasn't. No, nobody's better than the other. You did what you were called to do. You did. You did. You built what God asked you to build or plant what God asked you to plant. You're losing focus. It's about what God does with the increase. Mm -hmm. That's that's the thing. Is is you know, it's just like this. We're we're sowing a seed, and God's gonna help plant this thing. He's gonna water, he's gonna give people to kind of help give it some flair, and then we're gonna see the increase. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just talking with you, you were talking about there was people asking about the podcast, right? And so I think that's the beautiful thing about it. I I get excited because in this assembly, you see in the back, and who's who's doing the media? A lot of the media, the young people. Yeah, young people. And I, I'm, you know, I'm to the point where I understand now that when it comes to leadership, you have to develop other leaders. That's right. And then you you have to, you know, help them, and then help them get out of that job per se that they they're gonna get good at that, you know. Mm -hmm. And then so, what do I? How do I see it next year in the assembly that I'm not? I'm I'm just gonna be there to help. But they're going to be developing. These young people are, are coming in, and that is amazing because they're continuing with the work. That's right. This year, what we're doing, this is like this is first time. Mm -hmm. I believe that we're literally, literally, literally first time. Literally first time. Um, <laughs> but wait until next year. That's right. We're gonna have a whole year mm -hmm. to get where God needs to be, and who gets the glory at the end? God. God. Mm -hmm. It's not about us. It's but that's who God. should get it, right? I mean, yeah. he should get the glory. Everything is because <laughs> everything we do is for, and we do it the best for who for God. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've got to lay yourself down. 
that we are all striving for this one purpose. And mm. Brother Allen was talking about some people argue about positions and about how much authority you have, but God will honor you in due time. And that right. is what the scripture says. That's right. God will honor you in his due time. And maybe the Lord is using you in your position right now. Maybe you don't have a fancy role in the church. Maybe you don't have a card along your shirt pocket that says your role or something like that. But maybe God is using you in this point to help plant a seed for somebody. I don't know where I put it. <laughs> That's why I was like, I got one, but I don't know where it went. <laughs> it's somewhere. It's between here and the house I'm standing at. Yeah. It's somewhere in there. It's so, somewhere between there. It's somewhere between there. So we'll find it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I just, I just, I don't, I don't want people to know. <laughs> uh, but we really, we couldn't, uh, take enough time to go over this annual address. That was just yes. a little glimpse of all that he shared. And it was, it was wonderful. And then uh, we had sister Victoria sing a special song. Yes. And then we had uh, brother Todd McDonald with the mystery of the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation, powerful message. And some things that he said, I had never even thought of before and about the power of Jesus Christ coming in the flesh. Y'all have anything to say about well, that? Brother Thompson mm -hmm. told me, share, share with them what you were telling me about that the message that you heard of, of Brother McDonald. Um, something about the Son of, Son of God. Oh, he, he mentioned it was really powerful um, because, you know, sometimes um, Brother McDonald will lay down the deep, yay, the deeper things of God, right? And so he said that not only was Jesus son of God, he said, but he was son of God. Like he literally became a son in, in the flesh, but, but he was also God. He was the son of God. That is, that was so deep because I, I talked about it last Sunday at church, you know, only the Holy spirit can hold the, the seed of the, of Jesus and plant it in Mary, only something so divine. That's why the, the whole principle of us is so important. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Because only the Holy Spirit can deliver Jesus mm -hmm. into Mary because nobody else could touch him and nobody else could see him mm -hmm. in his true form. But only the Holy Spirit could do that. And But to sit there and go, not only is he son of Son of God, but he is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And it gave me an understanding of why we call him Father and why there's a Son. It's not like there's lesser roles. It's one. It, we're just defining how each role transitioned mm -hmm. that is it, it was so deep uh i just oh my word I, I he 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 laid down some lumbers um that you can build a couple houses off of yeah. i mean it was it was really powerful you know that you'll notice uh, throughout the program of the assembly that the way um brother phillips organized this program they're they're touching again on the fundamentals of the gospel yes the, the resurrection the cross and you, you, the, you have the incarnation and, and look at it the way he's going to talk about the incarnation and then somebody else says another it's all it's the gospel mm -hmm. it's the gospel message so this is why it's so important I think to our audience not to miss one live stream of the yes show. yes so very important that's another one and, go back and forth yeah because mm -hmm. it's so deep you got to understand something brother brother Phillips brother Phillips will tell you straight up you know somebody came and told, uh, came and told him he says listen I had to get a dictionary 
in order to read your messages. And Brother Phillips turned around and said, I got a dictionary to write them. You know, the thing is, is that the church should seek for the yay deeper things of God. I mean, we shouldn't, you shouldn't look at it and go, well, that just seemed really deep. I just, I'm just not going to watch that. Or uh, I'm not going to choose to listen to that minister because they're really deep in their thinking. And I'm, I'm going to choose not to listen. You're missing out on these, these promises that God has and these great, these great messages. I mean, one of the questions I thought was, he, he mentioned there's two things. He says Christ was the first to be born without sin, mm-hmm. like literally born to, without sin. But he also came back and says um, what what can hold us could not hold, hold him. This is why we must come into Christ, not come to Christ, but come into Christ where Christ comes into us and us in him and becomes that relationship because he was the only one that conquered sin and death and the grave. And only he can deliver you out of this bondages of sin. Only he can do these things. And that was just absolutely profound because when you think about it, to be, he, you think about it, he, he went on it, but I don't think he finished it, but he, he was going, think about it. Jesus was the first of so many things. You know what I mean? He was he was at the beginning, he's at the end, but he's the first here, the first to conquer death the way he did. And wouldn't you rather be with the one that always comes in first? Oh, yeah. Mm. Firstborn of all things. Firstborn yes. of all things. I'd much rather be with the guy that wins all the time. That was mm-hmm. a great message. That was fantastic. And Wonderful. you know, this, he, he writes a lot of our Sunday school, right? Mm-hmm. Ten, tw- 12, 12 years worth. Yeah. Amazing. 12 years worth. And, um, I mean, I, I there was times where I did revivals for him um, when he was here and then when he was in South Carolina. And I, I'm going to tell you something. You're talking about studying. Um, he would have books everywhere, and he would dissect each little part. And so I still remember him writing some of the lessons. And I'm telling you right now, uh, treasure those lessons because they're deep lessons. They're mm-hmm. deep lessons. Very so deep lessons. Thank you, very Brother McDonald, for doing that. Mm-hmm. That's a pillar right there that we can stand on. Yeah, and he even mentioned that to achieve incarnation, God in the flesh. To achieve God in the flesh is to show the uh, the divine's mm. defeat over sin and death. That's one thing. Jesus mentions in Revelation that I have the keys to death. Yes. Jesus, God did not have the keys to death before Jesus came. Satan had the power of death. Hebrews 2 and 14 says that Christ died on the cross to defeat him who had the power over death. And so that through that incarnation, he defeated sin. Mm. And through the death on the cross, he defeated death itself so that we could have eternal life. The power in the incarnation, the mystery of the incarnation, I believe that it was revealed tonight because I have never heard so many truth bombs just yes. exploded one yes. after another in the in a message like this. Never before, especially on the incarnation. It's just one thing to, okay, God incarnate, yeah. But he brought it out and brought it to a completely different level. And he even brought out uh, key points. Jesus, God became incarnate, yeah. number one, to identify with us so that he would understand what we are going through. Mm. Christ, it says that he being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be in the form of God. And so he became flesh and he became us so that he could show that we could have power over sin. And that's through his grace. It's through his grace. And then he said, 
brought out another key point that he became the uh, God incarnate to be the eternal high priest. Yes. And beforehand in the Old Testament, there were high priests, and he brought this out. This is funny. They just keep dying over and over and over. <laughs> keep dropping yeah. over and over and over None again. None of them was good enough. All but, insufficient. But then Jesus came. And now that he, yes, he died on the cross, but he rose again, and now he lives eternally. He is that high priest. He gave his life to be the high priest. Yes. And to conquer death. You know what? It's it, it's crazy because you hear this, and some people will say, "Well, I already know that." But again, we go back to the same thing. We need to remind people of this. Yes, this is being lost today. It's not even being preached. Mm-hmm. But it's but it's one thing to know it, and another thing to believe it and live it. Exactly. So you know, he made one point that was so profound. I thought you were going to go there, but he says the cross. He said it is finished, and then he goes and takes a seat next to the father because it is done yeah. like i've done it like it just I, to me that's the i hate to say it like this but it's the greatest goat right there moment right it's yeah. just i conquered death and i'm gonna go sit down because i've wow. i've done everything he said when it was finished it was finished but he, now, and what do we yeah do now? we put our, our faith and our trust in him that's mm-hmm. it Amazing. and even now He's still interceding with the Father with our prayers, because he's sitting right next because to the he's Father. Sitting <laughs> I mean, he's right, right next there. to the Father. He's just taking it and passing it on. <laughs> oh, that was all. I mean, I it was amazing. Um, I and I, I, you know, I'm going to say this. I mean, um, to everybody out there, you need to watch tonight. You, you mm. need to. Um, you need to watch tonight, but at the same time, go through that. Go through the scriptures and and really dig deep on that. Um, because I think there's a lot of things that was said tonight that, man, I mean, if it wasn't for the time, I think we could have had two more hours and I would have been still transfixed. Yeah. And so I can't wait to see what, I mean, what do we got tomorrow? I mean, okay, what? so tomorrow we have uh, Sister Pam from oh, Kentucky with the Mysteries of the Kingdom, the evangelism program, which I'm very excited about yep. with uh, Brother Bruce Sullivan. And then we have uh, the ordination service mm-hmm. and uh, Brother Rick bringing the message of the role of ordained elders in the government of the church. That is going That's to be, gonna be really good. a very good one. We kind of touched on that tonight with church government, but we'll try to bring that in more tomorrow night. Uh, this has been the Assembly Reflection Podcast, episode yes. one. one. There is there is so much more to go in here. We kind of said it at the same time, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is so much going on uh, at the assembly. Uh, watch the live streams and then come back here so that we can kind of give a recap and touch on some things that maybe you didn't hear. But mm. through this live podcast, we want to try and uh, let you know about some of the things that happen on in per- uh, happen live in person. And so come back tomorrow night. We're going to be doing this again with uh, some more guests. And uh, like we said, there's going to be multiple messages tomorrow, the ordination service. Um, Also, uh, Brother Chris Newberry is bringing a message, uh, ever learning and never able. There's more. (laughs) There's more. There's another page. And then uh, there's also um, the healing service. This is a very powerful time in the Lord. Uh, Brother Lanny Carter 
uh, last week came out and said that he has been praying and fasting and seeking the Lord for this healing yes. service. So I'm going to come expecting, and I hope that your uh, your prayers are coming through and that uh, you're praying for us in this service and praying for Brother Carter because he has a message on his heart to bring, a message on his heart. And, and I would say if you're in the area, if you live in the area and, and um, you want to see God move, or maybe you're coming, you need a, you need prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, um, you don't have to be a member of this church to go through that prayer line. You know, the thing is, the hardest thing to, to do is to have the faith and believe mm-hmm. um, that God can heal you. And so I, I challenge anybody out there, if you listen to this and you want to know more about Zion Assembly, I, I would suggest you just hop in your car. Um, come on over. Yes. What is it? 5512 Water Level Highway? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the new pastor, but I don't even know. Yeah, it's 5512 Water Level Highway Cleveland, in Cleveland, Tennessee. Tennessee. Just come on up here um, and, and enjoy the fellowship. Um, but uh, at the same time, hear the word preached the way – um, God wants it preached, uh, mm-hmm. not watered down. Um, we're going to preach the hard things, um, but we're also going to preach the goodness of God too. So mm-hmm. if you get a chance, you want to come check us out, please come on down. Um, what is it? Like subscribe, like, uh, be yeah. a part of us. Um, and, uh, I mean, just let us know, man, because I, I think this is a fantastic outreach mm-hmm. and we're really excited about it. And this is a new addition to the media ministries. We're excited, and like uh, Brother Benny had brought out earlier, this is a way to keep us connected, to stay unified. The three points, yep. teach, encourage, and unify. That's it. I feel like unify is one of the most important because we have got to stay unified. Yes. And uh, I pray that the Lord will allow that to happen through this podcast. We thank you all for uh, joining us today. We hope that this was an encouragement to you, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, I guess. And watch the live streams. and. I mean, we'll see you tomorrow. That's right. All right. God bless you. God bless.